Welcome to the show, Mr. P, all the way from Ohio. He's calling in because, unfortunately, I can't just fly people from other states out here. I'm not that big of a podcast. Um, welcome to the show, Mr. P. How are you doing today? Hey, great. Yeah, great to be here. Um, yeah, I wish we I wish we could fly out. I think I would love to fly out there and, and, and hang out. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Dude, you got to get out here sometime. Um, uh, one of these days. One of these days, hopefully. Hopefully soon. Have you ever been to Utah before? Never Utah, California. That's as far as far as, far as I've been, but uh, never Utah. Utah's a this one on my on my bucket list. So, yeah, I these days I've been in your state just briefly. I um, went on a road trip cross country with a fellow photographer out here. Um, okay, and we stopped in the Shawshank Redemption Prison. What's the name of that place? Uh, oh, Mansfield. Yeah, Mansfield, Mansfield. Reformatory. Yeah, that that's was an awesome place. That's it, really awesome. But um, the photographer I was going with, she's really into, she's like really into the stuff you're really into that abandoned photography, the urbex, okay, all that stuff. And she was a little disappointed. She was like, "It's too clean." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what can you do? Yeah, exactly. But it's, I mean, it's a great place to shoot. I mean, even if if you go on certain days, they have certain special photographer tours you can do, and it's it's completely empty. You got to go when it's empty. Yeah, it's I, effect. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Ohio. Your state's really beautiful. But um, I hope you get out here sometime. You were talking about um, on your latest episode, kind of exploring uh, military bases is what you wanted yes. to kind yes. of get into. I would and love to. As soon as that popped into my head, I was like, oh, we have one out here that is easily accessible and relatively people leave you alone. Um, <laughs> relatively. Well, so. Hopefully. Yeah, we were, it's in this uh, town just down in like central Utah, and it's an old missile factory where they um, were making, I can't remember, it was the Cold War era missiles and stuff. Yeah. And I, so Mr. P, if you guys don't know him, has an Instagram, you can look him up at Mr. P Explores and everything, and he does phenomenal um, abandoned building, urbex photography. That's just amazing. Some of these places he goes. Oh, I, thank you. <laughs> I, on the other hand, don't really specialize in that. I like dabbling around in it, but I'm more of okay. a landscape, wildlife, portrait photographer myself. Right. And every time my friends take me out to these abandoned places and we go, I'm a cop magnet. Like the cops always show up. And, <laughs> and that happened at this Green River facility we were at. Um, and the cop didn't, he didn't really care. He just, it's funny. I got a picture. I should post it on my Instagram. We were setting up this really creepy, uh, photo to do with like these hands coming out of this door and they were like grabbing me. And as they were doing it, I pressed the electronic shutter, which was on a timer and the camera took the shot right as a cop popped his head in through one of the windows. Oh man. And it was just like, oh crap, we're caught. But he was really cool. He was like, hey, I just am making sure you guys are not doing drugs in here, vandalizing or killing yourselves. As long as that's not happening, have at it. Just don't go over by the uranium piles, please. And we're like, oh no, we're not going next to the radioactive <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then then he left us alone. But I'm I want to know, because you, you're out there exploring all these places, and we don't have as much of the abandoned factories and stuff out here in the western United States as you guys do. Yeah. Um, what got you into shooting all of this abandoned stuff? When did you pick up a camera? How, like, at um, what age? Well, I mean, it, it goes back far uh, without a camera. I mean, when I was younger in college, we would go 
uh, different places and, and, and check things out just, just for the fun of it. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't until, Oh, 2018 or so I, I got my first camera. It was just a, it was just a, one of those dinky little cameras you get for Christmas, you know, uh, to take pictures of my kid with, you know, uh, nothing special, but uh, I started going around just locally and shooting things here in Cleveland. Um, greenhouses and just stuff that have been, you know, abandoned little, little things. I, I didn't get into the big things until 2019. A friend of mine took us into one of our big buildings here. And it was, it was like, it was, it, once I went in, once I went into this factory, it was all over after that. Like it was, I was no going back. <laughs> you fell, uh, you fell in love with the, uh, yeah. Yeah. It just, I industry, I, I love it. I, I love a good industrial building. I love a good abandoned industrial. There's nothing better. Just the rust and the, uh, there, there's all kinds of just beautiful little details. If you go looking. Oh yeah, um, no. I couldn't agree more. When we went out uh, east, we went to uh, Trans Allegheny mm -hmm. um, in West Virginia, and they give you free reign in that place. And the textures from all the moisture and the mold buildup and peeling paint—that's the best part. Yeah, peeling in those paint. Those places, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's just amazing, and the way the light hits inside some of those buildings. Mm -hmm. So you say that you you really got into it younger in your college days of just exploring and then you picked up a camera and just went at it. Is there, did you always have a love for history growing up as a kid? I always have. Yeah. I, I was, I was the kid that was, I was like, Oh, what's that back there? My parents would drive my parents nuts. I always wanted to see what was like, you know, we'd be driving along and I'd see something back in the woods like, Oh, what's that? And we were never allowed to stop and, and see it obviously. So, you know, once I got older, I could do that. So, uh, you know, we started just, every time I'd see something strange that didn't really belong there, I wanted to find out what it was. I'd pull over and go check it out. Um, I teach history, so, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I do, but I, I love, I love a good tale. I love a good story. I want to know what, what the story was behind that, that abandoned whatever that's back behind the scenes, you know? Oh, that's awesome that you, uh, teach history. I mean, that's, that was always my favorite subject growing up. And then I think my wanderlust and the need to explore came kind of from the same thing. My grandparents would take me all yep. over here to Nevada, to all the old ghost towns and mining towns. That's what we have a lot of out here is mining towns. Yeah. Stuff. A lot of mines I've noticed. Oh yeah. A lot of mines, They're, especially Nevada. That for sure. I don't, I'm assuming in Utah too. I, I never have, I, I don't have any pins out there. So I don't know. I don't know what all's out there, but I'm sure it's full of those kinds of things. Utah has quite a few. Um, and the only sad thing is, is, and you know how, like, I've heard you talk on your show how they're tearing a lot of your buildings down out there and closing mm -hmm. them off to where you can't get accessible to them. That's kind of the trend that's going here in Utah because there were a ton of old mining towns you could get to real quick, do photography in. And then about yeah. three years ago, um, a couple was murdered and kind of oh. thrown down one of the mine shafts, these young kids, by this crazy lunatic and the local authorities and it made the news and kind of stirred up a lot of stuff about all these old mining towns and things. So yeah. the state's been doing a ton of work to either just destroy them to where they're inaccessible, tear them down, lock them up Man. to where it's just difficult. And it sucks because it's the, it's the ones like us that like to go explore that stuff that are missing out for the right. crappy stuff that individuals do. That's, that's, that's what we're having here. Um, 2020 was kind of how that was. Like we, it, it was starting to pick up through Instagram, Instagram. People wanted, I wanted to do this more and more. They'd see abandoned things and, uh, would want to do it themselves. But 2020 is what kicked it off. 2020 is what kind of accelerated things, hyper accelerated it because, uh, 
everybody had nothing to do. <laughs> so they would see these abandoned places and well, well, we can do that and not get in trouble. We can do that and, and not, you know, have to worry about uh, quarantining. And they would go, we had, we had hundreds of just random kids wandering around these places that never had them before. And kids do things, they damage stuff, they break things and the cops show up and it just annoys the locals. And that's why a lot of these people, uh, places are getting torn down because of uh, a lot of the kids that are there. They're yeah. not very, they're not very discreet when they go, you know, uh, we tend to go and be quiet and, and mind our own business and uh, not make a lot of noise. And that's what draws in the uh, the cops. Oh, yeah. It's the noise. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And I, I always so. hate it when I'll go to one of uh, the places I know of out here. And don't get me wrong. There's like tasteful graffiti that I've seen done in some of these abandoned places. And then yeah. there's just the typical, oh, a teenager with a spray paint can and there's dicks everywhere now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we even have a, we have a rule. Like if we explore, it's not an official explore until we find a dick. You know, if there's a dick <laughs> on the wall. It's, it's official. It's an official explore if there's a dick on the wall. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So your love for history got you into exploring these places. And then when did you actually decide you picked up your camera and got exploring and taking these, uh, awesome, amazing photographs. When did you decide to go with like an online presence with this? Because it seems, I think I checked your Instagram you got like 12,000 followers, which is, that's a big feat. I mean, mm, well, 2018, uh, I started the Facebook page and I, I honestly, I, someone asked me that on the, on the Q and a last week, like, wow, how did you come up with that name? I'm like, it was just, a, a, I had to come up with something. So, you know, Mr. P explores my kids call me Mr. P. So I just went with that and it just kind of stuck. Gotcha. Um, so that's how that started. But the Instagram page, this one's actually the second, the second iteration uh, the original one got hacked. I was like two years in on that one and it got hacked and I had to start from scratch cause oh, I couldn't get it back. No. So, yeah. So this is the second one. Um, you know, I, I, <sighs> Instagram's a crazy place. I I don't know what to make of it half the time because these days you get followed by tons of bots. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever experienced bots on your on your page where they they they'll you know do this and this. They'll they'll post things on your on your on your posts and it has nothing to do with what you put. It's just they're trying to get people to come over to their site and buy stuff. You ever have that happen? I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I I um I recently just had a friend reach out to me and she was like, "Do you want to know how to get that to where?" those bots can't just post in your comments. I was like, yes, please tell me how. Oh, and, is there a way? I would love to know that myself. Um, you just basically have to go in your settings and it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because it restricts people from commenting on your posts unless they follow you. So oh, that, okay. that kind of sucks. But at the same time, I was getting, because I'll, I'll like hashtag my uh, photos with like Utah photographers, something like right. that. And just all these Utah businesses within seconds, just filling mm -hmm. up and then you go trying to leave mm -hmm. them and they all come back. So that is a huge thing. And you know, I mean, I can't count how many, when I go through my actual followers, I mean, I have, I think I have like 600, I have nothing, but if I was to look at probably out of that 600 who were actually real people, I would probably say like maybe half of that. And then the rest are just businesses, porn bots, random, yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh. And I actually found you through Vero, not Instagram. And I went over to okay. Vero for the pure fact that I was extremely frustrated with Instagram and how it was going for me at the time. And Peter McKinnon, who's a photographer and YouTuber and everything, had mentioned Vero. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go check this out. They don't force crop. Uh, most of your photos are still left at like a higher resolution. So, yeah. so I went over there and 
found you and other people, and I like Vero, but it's so it's such a small community right now that yeah, I, I haven't had much movement with it. I mean, not, not that it matters. It's just it's it's sometimes it's nice to have just a smaller group. Yeah, I, that I you can interact with. That's why I'm finding with Twitter. Twitter's kind of the same way. Uh, a much more friendly and less. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you're not worried so much about. Uh, jumping through all the fiery hoops and stuff on, on, on Twitter. You just post your stuff and people talk to you and it's, it's, it's much better than, than what I've had on Instagram. Gotcha. To be honest, Instagram, the, the whole algorithm thing just kills. It just kills, you know, since they, since they went to an algorithm that decides what you're going to see and who's going to see your stuff. And it's just, it's, it's just kind of taking all the, the fun out of it. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I remember when I originally got in on Instagram back in like 20, I want to say it was like 2015, 2016, before they introduced that algorithm style when it was just purely chronological. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. Yeah. And yeah. It, it seemed like there were just more natural people on there. And now Instagram just seems like a big competitive commercial for, for everyone. Yeah. Well, and the problem too is you get followed by a lot of bots, so you don't know exactly what your actual. The more bots and the more junk you have following you, the less the people that actually do follow you see your stuff. Yep, I couldn't agree. It's 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 not it's not ideal. And and the people that you want to see, you don't get to see their stuff because the algorithm doesn't let you see their stuff for the same reason. So every once in a while, you'll be like, "Where did this person go?" And you've missed weeks and weeks of their stuff. You haven't seen it, not because you didn't want to, because it wasn't showing up. Yep. In your feed. Yeah, I'll have. I'll have friends reach out to me and they're, they'll be like, dude, you're always posting. And all of a sudden I didn't see anything. I'm like, no, I've like posted five photos. And they're like, oh, like they'll go to my page. And I don't know how I didn't see that. It's just the algorithm. That's right. how it works. Yeah. It's terrible. It is. What is your, not going anywhere though. <laughs> what, oh, it's not. So what is your favorite uh, platform right now that you're using to share your art and interact with your fans? Um, I mean, Facebook's where I get most of my People from people on Facebook usually see all my stuff on Facebook, but uh, probably between that and Twitter, I have a lot of fun on Twitter. That's awesome. I'll have to go follow Twitter's you on working. Facebook. I don't think I follow you on Facebook. I didn't know you were on there. Yeah, um, I'm on there. That that's really cool. Now I kind of want to. Po- you can post more on Facebook. You can do more with it, I think, than you can on on. It's not just one at a time. You can do a whole set, and I can put more of the history out there, and you know more, you know whatever. Gotcha. On the page. Now. Yeah. When you head out to do your, do you do most of your exploration on the weekends and stuff? Yeah. Is that yeah. kind of your thing? I, I'm, I'm the, I work in education just like you do. So Monday through Friday, I'm working my tail off at a transportation department. Oh, yeah. So yeah, week, weekends and then of course, summer's off. Summer's is when everything gets done. Oh, I'm so, summer's when I have lots of time to, to blow. So, so envious of you. I have to work through the summers. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm ready for summer. It's been a year. Oh, I, I bet. <laughs> We've had some crazy kids this year. Yeah. I, so I'm I definitely only, ready for it. I can only imagine. So when you go out to your locations, do you have like a like a list of items you bring with you when you go out that are like must-have prepared items? I ask this yeah. because I think some people that go out doing photography not all the time think about preparedness. They just come with like their camera their gear and that's it. And, um, I had an incident, uh, not too long ago, me and a friend went out to Wells, Nevada and she, she's an amazing photographer. Um, awesome work. And we were going to this place called Metropolis, which is like an abandoned, uh, ghost town thing in Nevada. And we got stuck in the snow and I'm like, it's no big deal. You got a shovel, right? 
And she like looks at me. And she's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> no. oh no. I'm like, what? Yeah. How are we gonna dig ourselves out? So we ended up having to get towed out of there. But um, you're going into a lot of these like dilapidated buildings with rusty nails, injury prone places. Do you bring just your camera gear, or do you have like a list of items that you bring with you? No, I mean, I, and usually I'm with a crew, so we all, you know, between the three of three or four of us, we usually have, you know, we usually have all of our stuff with us that we need, but in case somebody forgets. But usually, on top of lenses and lens wipes and stuff like that, I've got a we got first aid stuff, we've got bandages, we've got, uh, you know, peroxide, we've got stuff like that, just in case something happens, um, bandages, that kind of stuff. We always carry that. Always carry a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's definitely something you want to have. I I don't know how many times that saved us. Literally, I just you know. Where, where you're out there in the middle of Detroit or something like that, where there's no place you can, you know, use the restroom. So you, you know, it's good to have a roll of toilet paper around just in case. Oh no, I I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I just think that not a lot of people, because photography is an adventure and it can take you to some really yeah. off the beaten path <laughs> places, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh oh, I forgot this or forgot that. I'm also I'm I mainly forget the essentials with camera stuff. I can't count how many times I've had first aid kit. You know, I carry a little shovel in my car and other things. And then I get out on a, my location or wherever I'm going, I get my camera out and I forgot a memory card or the battery's not in there. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, yep. <laughs> it's like those. I almost got paranoid. I, I almost get too paranoid. I have like four or five memory cards, just, you know, extra, just in case I have extra batteries. Just, you never know, just to have extra. It's always better to have more than none. You know, so I learned my lesson that way the hard way one time, you know, <laughs> yeah. early on. I, I didn't bring my batteries with me and I'm, I'm dead. You know, there's nothing else I can do. So so you go out with a crew. You don't ever do the abandoned stuff alone? Usually not. No. Um, just by the fact that they're in the middle of the inner city. Usually, you, you don't know who's inside of those buildings. You don't know uh, what might go down. So it's good to have two, three, four people with you just in case, you know. Yeah, I it's in numbers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I do a lot of like street photography and stuff here in Salt Lake, and Salt Lake people don't think as being a a huge transient homeless problem here, but there are areas in Salt Lake that do have issues, and yeah. so it's always safe to have one or two people with you. And I can only imagine in those buildings, especially if you were to like break an ankle, fall through the floor, something like that. Yeah, well, it's almost happened a few times. <laughs> we've we've had a couple close calls. Oh, have so, you? Yeah, oh yeah, uh, a couple farmhouses. Uh, termites had done a number on the floor. Uh, you know, there was a an old laboratory in Cincinnati, Ohio, where uh, scrappers had removed a piece of equipment. You couldn't see the hole in the floor, and I almost you know we went almost went through that. It was yeah, you know, it just depends. Um, you have to be careful and pay attention. And sometimes you're so into what you're doing and what you're seeing, you're not completely paying attention to what you should be. You know, you're focused on the shot and you're not noticing that there's a hole right behind you. You know, you have to be really careful. Oh, yeah. I, you got to have that situational awareness going on at all times. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, I just, um, I know people that have gotten hurt that way, you know, that have not been paying attention. I got, um, I got hurt Sunday from that very thing. Sunday was a, a day full of, events i'll put it that way um i was out in uh morgan county utah and we were looking for uh bald eagles and stuff because bald eagle season's pretty much uh coming to a close here so we wanted to get some shots of some bald eagles before they took off and i got in a car accident 16 oh no 16 year old ran through a stop sign and hit me and i'm always Oof. complaining that all the crazy drivers in the bigger cities and i get 
in a car accident in small town America. Yeah. And that same day, I ended up in Salt Lake City Cemetery, and we were shooting because there's a lot of wildlife, and that cemetery is really beautiful. So there's a lot of deer in there. And we came across a herd of deer, and we were uh, out there taking photos of them. And there was a gravestone, headstone that had propped up kind of sideways due to the roots of a tree growing up. And it was one of those huge gravestones, like the headstones. I think it was from like 1904. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on one side of it, and my friend gets on the other, and she just kind of leans up on the headstone, and it breaks loose. Oh, no. And I have like this 1,500-pound <laughs> headstone come down right into my leg. And Oof. I threw my camera up in the air. It fell down, busted the lens off, busted the camera body apart. I mean, not apart, but separated the two. So the body got full of snow and water. The lens got full of snow and water. And my leg got hit. And I have the biggest bruise right now I've ever Oof. had in my life. It's like black, purple, blue, and yellow. And uh, yeah. Battle so, scars. <laughs> yeah, battle scars. I was going to say, um, I have a few of those from my adventures out doing photos. Have you ever uh, got any crazy injuries or anything like that? I, I've stepped on several nails, like into the foot. That that's always fun. That's that's and by by fun, I mean not at all. Uh, <laughs> um, I have uh, I've well a couple weeks ago, well, about a month or two ago, I was I was up on, a, on an old train bridge and going into a factory. The, the rail line went into the factory, and I was on a wooden platform. I didn't realize there was snow on it. I didn't realize I almost went through that. It was like twenty feet up. Oh, you know? damn. Um, not not thinking, you know, like, okay, this could be rotten wood. There's snow on it. Maybe I should, you know, not go out there. Uh, and any other time of the year, I'd be able to see, you know, what's what. But um, luckily, I was able to crawl off of that. So not, not one of my finest moments. <laughs> but, um, you know, that kind of stuff happens every now and again. But usually we're pretty safe. We are pretty safe about, about where we go. And, you know, if we all think this is not going to happen, we're just not going to, you know, we, we all back off from it. And you- It's bad. You're lucky out there because you got states back there a little, well, Ohio's pretty big, but you can get into different states pretty easily and access all this stuff real relatively quickly, like a, within a day's drive, right? From- yeah, Cleveland's great like that. We have, I mean, I have Detroit, Detroit's two and a half hours, Buffalo's about two and 45, Pittsburgh's two and a half away, um, Chicago's about five. So yeah, all, all the Rust Belt cities are fairly close by, you know, you can get there pretty quick. And they're called Rust um, Belt because why, why do they call them the Rust Belt cities? Well, it, it goes back to the, the 70s and 80s when we lost all of our uh, all of our industry. All our manufacturing. You know, Great Lakes region, Great Lakes region, western Pennsylvania, eastern Pennsylvania, New York. Um, this is where all the industry was. And uh, when it all went overseas, all the factories closed, um, abandoned, left behind, and they just were left to rust. So it just kind of stuck. I forget who coined the phrase, but it was, yeah, it was like a, I want to say it was in the, in the late 80s. Somebody called it the Rust Belt, and it stuck. Now, so now I believe you've made it up to Gary, Indiana, haven't you? Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. I got a friend. Uh, she wants to go out there and shoot, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. How, what do you think of that area? Gary. Well, Gary, I, I thought the same way. I mean, get, you, you got to be careful. You got to be on your toes and kind of, kind of, you know, keep your eyes on what's going on. But honestly, it's no worse than anywhere else. I mean, as long as you're keeping an eye out for things. Um, it's, I've, I've never had any problems there. Uh, and of course you go with somebody else for two people, you know, to take a crew with you there and no, nobody's going to bother you if you have a couple people with you. Uh, it's when you're by yourself or at the very least two, you know, and if they have a larger crowd they're you know, they may try something, but 
honestly, if you go with a couple people, you're going to be fine. Um, I've never had anybody give me trouble there. Um, we've seen some sketchy characters, you know, but but never anything that was like worried, worrying, you know. And I think you so. had, you had said that that place is kind of changing a little bit, though. The city's really tearing things down, and yeah, the mayor, the mayor, and and I get it from a from a political standpoint. You want to you want to clear all that stuff out and rebuild, um, but the mayor is on a on a on a crash course, you know, trying to demolish everything. All the abandoned schools are coming down. All the abandoned everything's coming down that he can get to, and with all the federal money that came out after COVID, there's tons of it floating around to do that. So uh, we're seeing a lot of stuff come down. I mean, from from that standpoint, I, I can I, it makes sense. I mean, it sucks for our our hobby, but <laughs> you know, for an economic uh, standpoint, it's a good thing, I guess. Do you make any money from the hobby of photography no. at all? No, not it's, as of right now. Anyway, it's just your pure passion as of yeah, right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Just go out and have a good time, hang out with some friends, you know, see some new things, uh, you know, capture a place as you see it, and and share it with everybody. It's it's kind of the fun of it. Well, we have more fun just hanging out and screwing around, you know, on a, on a nice summer day, we'll go out and drive around Detroit and just, <laughs> you know, whatever we come across, we come across and at the end of the day, we, we go out and have a nice steak dinner. You know, dude, I couldn't agree more. I, um, I only recently started actually shooting with other photographers. It's only been for about the past year and a half, two years that I've done that. I used to be just like kind of, the, kind of the lone wolf go out there on my own. But when mm-hmm. you, when you have those friends that have that same interest in, um, you know, some, some photographers like that lone wolf thing. They don't want you around to get the same shot or whatever, but I'm like, everyone sees things differently and can show you right. things. And that's what I really enjoy about shooting with people now rather than shooting alone. Yeah. Well, and in the urbex community, you, you, people just, there's different types of people that do it differently, but there are some people that are adamant about, uh, I mean, there are people that go out and shoot something and then ruin the site. So no one else can get that shot, which is silly because, Again, people people do. They get different shots. I, I could take four people into the same place and let them loose, and every one of those people is going to have different shots or different takes on it or different angles. or It's never going to be the same. You know, Nobody's going to have the same shot. Oh, no. And then, it's always going to be unique to your, to your eye or whatever you were trying to do. Ex- um, but there are people that get real, real weird about that. Yeah, they, you know, it's like um, you'll get a different perspective, a different angle. And then when they get it back to their house, they're going to edit that photo completely different from how mm-hmm. you edit it. And it's going to turn out to look, you know, like their piece of art and then your piece of art. And I, I, I personally love going with people and seeing what they capture versus what I got that day. Yeah. And just running it that way. I always have fun with that. Um, so yeah, what oh, go you, ahead. I'm sorry. No. Uh, what are your future goals um, as far as the Mr. P explores and expanding it? You, how long have you been doing your podcast and everything for? And the, the, the podcast is only, I, it hasn't even been a year yet. I started doing this, I want to say last summer, middle of last summer before school started. So it's, it's not, it's relatively new. It's still a work in progress. I, I just, I just do it for fun. You know, I was, I was a, a radio DJ back in, uh, in the nineties at, at, at college. So it's kind of a way to get back and do a little bit of, you know, on air, I guess, sort of thing. Oh, that's awesome. On air expression. Yeah. It's not <laughs> quite the same, but it's, it's kind of fun. Um, I don't, I don't know what's next. Honestly, I, I mean, I just, you know, uh, I, I would love to do more with the podcast, have people on, you know, do interviews like, like we're doing right now. You know, not every show maybe, but like, you know, every couple of shows have somebody on and, and talk and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, 
I don't know. People keep telling me to do a book, but I'm like, eh, everybody does a book. I'm trying to think of something nice, something different, something that nobody's done yet. And that's tough to do. Yeah, that's know? that's that's a um, hard thing. Yeah. In this day or, and age. Or just something off the beaten path that's not the same old, same old. I, I would love to do a gallery sometime. You know, have some of my stuff up and have people come and see it and uh, you know, that kind of thing. But that is you know, one of that is one of my ultimate goals out here in Utah is to make a coffee shop slash photo gallery of local artists um, just so they can come show their work and people can purchase it because I get so sick and tired of the same old artwork I find in people's houses that they bought from Target or Walmart on the walls. I'm like, there's so much more out there. But then in that same token, we are very artsy area. Like we have Park City, Utah, and you go up to their galleries and you have people charging thousands of dollars for an image. And I'm like, Art should be available to everybody. Why is this image this much money? Right. I mean, I get it. You, this is your full-time passion job, whatever. But I have an image that looks similar to that. And not, but you got to pay to get in those galleries. You got to pay the bills, I guess. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, where was it? So, a book though. You've thought about a book, or you don't want to do a book. No, I've thought about it. I just, I just, you know, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Uh, it's just so busy. Life's so busy that I, I just, you know, doing the things that I do, keeping the, the website going, keeping Instagram going, keeping the podcast going. It's a lot of, a lot of work. So, and then you're, um, a, you're an educator. Summertime, well. I'll probably have more time to think about it, but we'll see. Yeah, and like, um, when you're educating your kids on history, do you ever let them know that you go out and do these photos or anything like that, or do you keep oh, that yeah. side private? Yeah, they love they love checking things out. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's awesome. I've I've recently been doing five by sevens of my photography, and I do those little magnetic strips, and I've been putting okay. them on the roof of my bus. So all nah. all of my kids are asking me all these questions of where I got that shot, how I got that shot. Like recently, they've been wondering about like how are you making all those light trails. I'm like, oh, that's long exposure photography. Let's talk about this, and it's right. getting it's getting them really. Uh, interested, but at the same time, and I kind of wanted to get into this with you a little bit, the future of photography and art is really scary to me with the advent of this AI art. Have you seen any of that stuff? I have. Uh, in fact, we're dealing with that right now on, on in school with the uh, kids who are trying to use it to, to write essays and stuff like that. That's starting to finally come around, and it's, it's, not, it's not, not something that I, I'm looking forward to dealing with. Oh, um, with like the chat GBT stuff? Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I've seen the, 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 the photo stuff. I've seen that. Uh, God, I forget the name of the, 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 the site you can go to and do that. I forget what it's called. But yeah, I, I, I've been paying attention to that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there are people that have been suing because um, they find pieces of their art embedded in, 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 in that, that AI work. I yeah. guess that's what I've been hearing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of that. It's. I don't. I think the genie's out of the bottle. I don't think you can put that back. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just hoping that it doesn't take away from because there are people that are creating these amazing <coughs> images with this artificial intelligence. Like, um, you'll just. I mean, you you'll find them. You just scroll through any Instagram feed and you'll come across mm-hmm. one. And I'm not saying that they're not art themselves. I mean, the stuff is beautiful in its own right. And 
you know, it takes some form of talent to get it into there. But I, I just fear that kids one day, and I also fear this is like the advent of the smartphones because these smartphones are getting so good at taking pictures that yeah. when does the digital camera just become like this obsolete thing for all of us old old people, air quotes? I don't know that it will, though, because I mean, camera the, the cell phone cameras get better, but they don't have the depth of field. They don't have the you don't have the dynamic range. You just don't. They, they look nice, kind of, but they're not. It, when you look at somebody that's taking a photo with a camera mm-hmm. and put it next to someone who's taking it with a with a cell phone, it, 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 you can tell the difference. There's a, def, a definite difference in, in just depth and uh and just crispness and there's just, just, there's more details. You can see more details. Um, now will that change? I don't know. That's I mean, it might. yeah. N- it n- might. Now I totally agree with you. I just fear about like eh, 20 years in the future, but who knows? Maybe we'll just, yeah, be- but the digital cameras will also be improving too. Don't that- forget they're, 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 they're both advancing. It's not just one or the other. They're both advancing. So, you know, we'll have these crazy, you know, megapixel <laughs> cameras at some point. That's very um, true. I remember that, that when you don't have now. Yeah, I remember when I started photography. I started on a little point and shoot, like a Nikon. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Nikon D thirty one hundred, and I think it was like a eight megapixel camera. Yep. And now I'm shooting with a Sony A seven R four, which is a sixty two megapixel camera. Oh God, I envy you. And <laughs> it's only a twenty megapixel. Oh, dude, don't don't. I mean, I'm happy with what I, I get good stuff out of it, but, but just knowing it could be that much more crisp and that much more, you know, that much more vibrant, uh, one of these days. Oh yeah. You know, but. You'll, I mean, eventually every, you'll get up there, but, um, I, I still shoot with some, I have an older camera that's only 42 megapixels. And then I got this one that's 61 and the megapixel thing, it's cool, especially when you blow up the images really large for prints and things. Right. But they have their downsides because those file sizes are massive. And yeah. oh, just importing them in your computer and storage and editing is like, oh, I should have just shot this with a 20. You know what I mean? Unless like, you've got a, a, a computer that's a powerhouse. Yeah, you're going to have trouble with that for sure. Yeah. I know yeah. My, mine has trouble with what I got already. Mine's, of course, mine's. I, I'm saving up for a new computer as we speak. So hopefully by the summer it'll change. But uh, yeah, the computer I've got is like 10 years old and it's just, it's just, it's a dinosaur. It takes forever to, especially if you're doing like an HDR and you're, you're combining files and it's just, uh, it's insane. Oh yeah. Do you do a lot of HDR photography yourself? Um, it depends. If there's something with a lot of windows, yes. <laughs> um, I just, there's nothing I hate worse than blown out windows, you know, I, um, I guess, um, to churches and stuff like that, you know, they have the stained glass. It, it helps to do, to do, uh, bracketing. Yeah, and for people who, people who don't know what HDR is, high dynamic range. It's where Mr. P or me will take multiple images at different exposures and then you blend them together through a photo software such as Photoshop or whatnot, and it gives mm-hmm. you so much more control. But like you're saying, it starts taxing your machine like crazy. Yeah. It takes a while. I have a book I read sometimes when I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, I was just doing a HDR image not too long ago of uh, there's this place called Moonscape Landing down in uh, Hanksville, Utah. And I just wanted to get everything in that detail and that exposure and then sitting there and I'm just watching the little spinny wheel of death like, oh, my God, this is going to take forever. I'll go read yep. a book. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. 
I mean, it slows down everything. Like your internet slows. Everything is just slowed down. It's you, like nothing else will work. So it's just easier to either check your check your phone or uh, read a read a book or something. Right. Yeah. So tell me this. Um, you've explored a ton of that Rust Belt region. Mm-hmm. I'm from looking at your profile. You've explored a lot of the eastern United States because naturally that's where you're from. Is there anywhere in the United States you haven't been that you're like, I need to go there? Oh yeah, uh, I. We are actually going. Uh, my good friend and I are going down to New Orleans here in a couple weekends, so we'll be there for a couple of days. Um, so I've never been down there. That's a whole different ball game down there. I'm excited to go see, and yeah, just to see some Spanish moss on trees. <laughs> I've never been able to shoot with my my, my current camera something like that. It would be fun to do. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the abandoned Six Flags down there. I'm not. Okay, there's a, there's an entire when, when Hurricane Katrina hit back in 2005, I think it was. Uh, the Six Flags there uh, was completely flooded out, and it never reopened, and it's been sitting there ever since. The roller coasters, everything's just still there. Wow. Um, so we're we're really looking forward to go down there and shooting. It's like a, spending a whole day in this park, just going nuts, dodging security. You know. Yeah, that that'll, <laughs> that kind of stuff. That'll be a cool trip. I can't wait to see yeah. you post those photos. When are you doing that? In a couple weeks. We are going. Oh, I think it's last week. Last week in March. You're literally going down to New Orleans, and I'm going to Georgia. Well, there you go. That's pretty good too. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going. <laughs> There's out. some cool stuff in Georgia too. Well, you're gonna have to send me a miss uh, message or something on that because um, we got a few places picked out. We're going to that old car city. Have you heard? Yes, of yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, that's on my bucket list for sure. Uh, my buddy and I keep talking about going there, and it just always falls through. We always make plans to go like in the late fall when it's not quite as warm down there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we just haven't got around to it yet. <laughs> he had knee surgery, so it kind of kind of took the the wind out of that this year. Ah, I got you. But uh, well, that'll hopefully be, next year. That'll be a cool trip for you. Um, is that for spring break? Yeah, gotcha. Yep. So your spring a much break. needed spring break. <laughs> yep, I'm I'm in the same boat. Is there anywhere outside of America you've ever thought about going? Because have you ever looked at some of the urban? Uh, photography yeah. and like in Europe and stuff. Germany, Germany, Germany's where it's at. Germany's like they got more rust belt than we do. They have more rusty old factories, you know, especially East Germany. Like after the, the the Berlin Wall came down, like all those old massive Soviet factories over there are just sitting there rotting. Oh, you know? that would be awesome. Um, and I, from what I'm told, they're a lot more lax there about exploring than the, than the, the people here are so you know, worked up about private property and all that stuff. Like there, it's just like, yeah, whatever, don't get hurt, <laughs> you know. Um, cause I think there, I think the law there is different. I think when I say the law is like, if you get hurt on their land, it's, it's your fault, not, not the property owner. So they don't really care, <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, it's funny that you just brought that up because a lot of people kind of get nervous about like exploring the inner city buildings. And from my experience, especially out here in Utah, we have a lot of mm-hmm. rural stuff. That's where I get nervous is the people with guns yeah, and crap gonna yeah. come shoot you. <laughs> I, I think I talked about that last week. Rural rural people are scary. Yeah. <laughs> They're terrifying. Like they they will not they 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 instantly know you don't belong there. And uh, even if it's not their property, they will defend whoever's property it is with their guns. And I'm like, nope, I'm not getting shot at. <laughs> I'm not getting you, shot at for anybody. You're 100 percent correct. There's a little town called Thistle, Utah, that was uh, it was flooded. So there's a bunch of buildings and homes there with their rooftops kind of sitting out of the water. And they're, they're on private land. And I had pulled over on the side of the public road and was just taking shots because I'm like, I won't go over. I know if I do, I'm going to have the owner come jump my shit. And sure enough, within 
10 minutes of setting up my camera to just take shots from the public road. He was there just eyeballing me and he was going well, he can't do anything to you from the, from the public road. From the you public can, road, you're right. Go, go, go screw himself if yeah. that's the case. But he was you convinced know. I was on his property for a minute. I was like, no, I wasn't, sir. No, I wasn't. Yeah. And, but yeah, they they're, can. People they are can, weird. They're very passionate. Let's put it that way to where it's like, you got to watch yourself. Um, oh, and it, it's funny. Like I, I have no, I, I'm, I'm all about asking a property owner if I can, if I can, like I've, I've paid people. I've, I've, here's 20 bucks. If I can go check out your whatever. Um, a lot of people can be cool. Like I know in the city, I found in the city in the, in the urban settings, people are really cool about that. Like if you, if you ask, they're usually like, yeah, go ahead. Like in, in the country though. No, it's like, no, you're not allowed over there. I got, mine, you can't see it. Yeah. I got uh, yelled at at trans Allegheny by the owner of that place when I was on a, the full photography pass for for uh, he thought I was trespassing and I'm like it was just basically the owner didn't know anything about the operations of his own land and building so they sell these photography passes that you can purchase right online they're like 150 bucks and then they give you free reign in the property right well the owner had come on the property and seen me and my friend that we weren't in like a tour group. We were out doing photos of the exteriors of some structures. He came up on us and just lit into us about how we weren't supposed to be there. And I'm trying to explain to him, no, we're on the photography tour. We don't have a tour guide. We free reign of the property for 12 hours. Right. He wasn't having any of that. And finally his manager had to come down and be like, no, this, this is what happens. I can't remember his name. It was some, some country name, but um, he, yeah, he ripped into me and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm going to end up dead when I paid for this experience. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> we, well, I can't say I've had a similar situation like that for a tour, but you know, we, uh, there's a, there's an abandoned, well, there's no, it was an abandoned prison in uh, central Pennsylvania called Crescent. Crescent, uh, was a, uh, you know, like a medium security prison for like a long time. And, uh, it, it was, it was shut down and abandoned and you could go, we, we would, we would go in there all the time and it's this huge prison facility. And, uh, they finally, somebody bought it and they've actually reopened it for explorers. They've kept, mo- they've kept like 90% of it abandoned like it was. And they, they make you spend like, I don't know, 30 bucks and you have the whole day to roam around. Oh, that's but, cool. uh, it's all fenced off though. So you can't like, you can't really go off the beaten, but you can't go anywhere where you're not supposed to be. Oh, really? You know, they have certain places that are, are, you know, there's like something on the on the front of it saying, "Don't, don't." This is there's like two buildings you can't go into in the whole facility. Um, yeah, but I could. Somebody, somebody was uh, having a bad day that day. It sounds like. Yeah, I think just a bad day. I think he was just in. Yeah, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and um, but is that property? I mean, I'm not talking any crap. If you ever want to go there, if you haven't been, Trans Allegheny is. Yeah, that that in Moundsville, Moundsville Prison's up in West Virginia too. I want to check that out. There's a, there's a whole bunch of cool buildings in West Virginia, like prisons and stuff, just in the middle of nowhere. Oh yeah, that you can tour. Have you ever done? Those uh, are definitely on my list. Have you done Waverly Hills yet? No, I'm told it's not worth it anymore because the tours are very restrictive. Oh, like really? they don't just let you walk around, and like it's it's very like they 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 are on you constantly, and they make you move around, and it's like they don't let you go oh that Um, sucks i went just no fun (laughs) i went way back in 2013 and it was basically here's your pass have fun for it was like 10 hours 
It was a lot yeah. of fun. But yeah, I can I can see how things get more popular, they get more restrictive. That's 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 what sucks about the paid exploring yeah. options out there. That's that's how uh, it's well. That's how it was when uh, there's, a, there's a steel mill in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a steel mill called Cary Furnace, and uh, you can. It's this huge uh, old uh, steel mill. You can go and tour. It's closed up, but they bought it and they're they're fixing it up. And you can go and just you spend again thirty dollars for three hours. You go shoot whatever you want. Uh, this is old guy who's part of the the volunteer. You know, just kind of wander around and keep track of everybody. And uh, we must have gone in some place he didn't think we should go because he was like, "That's dangerous in there." We're like, "Oh, dude, if you only knew." If you only knew the places we've been. <laughs> this is not dangerous. <laughs> it was like an old locker room. He's like, God, that might collapse. I'm like, yeah, it might. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you, um, when you go out, do you take any personal protective equipment like respirators or anything? Yeah, we've got the respirators. You never know. Um, it just depends on the building. Some of them are very wide open to the, to the outside. Some yeah. of them not. Yeah. Um, I would just worry about some of those really enclosed spaces with, asbestos yeah. and stuff of that nature. Yeah, you got to be careful. I, I, more mold than anything else. In a lot of these places, mold. All the abandoned schools and churches, mold is the big, is the big one. Oh, is that the big culprit? Yeah, we don't. Asbestos. Have... You, you got to watch for asbestos in factories. Yeah, but most of those places too. If you're not touching things, you're not rolling around in it. You're going to be okay. Gotcha. You know, if you're not, you're not, you're not like scuffing your feet and making a giant dust cloud and walking through it. You know, you're usually fine, but. Um, we don't have the mold problem out here like you guys do because we don't have yeah. the humidity. It's just dry. Everything's dry here. So that's I, that's what I noticed in California. Like it was really weird. We're used to like rotting things. Like like, like wooden floors are completely rotten. Uh, out in the desert, it's just dry. Yeah. That's... You know, um, all these old. We 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 travel a little bit down Route 66 in Nevada, and uh, there's this little town uh, with this little abandoned cafe, and it was completely fine in there it had been there forever here it would have been completely it would have been, you know gone it probably would have fallen over by now but uh yeah it's funny how the just the preserved different types of uh climates will preserve the buildings in different ways and like we don't have as much of the cool mold rust look like you guys do like when i was out there i was like oh man this is like last of us the video game <laughs> yeah there's a lot of places like that if you ever come to Cleveland, let me know. We can show you some cool places. There's some neat. We have a, we have a couple old uh, old mills here and factories and a whole bunch of cool. So you can just walk in off the street. That would be really awesome. I need They're to not get hard, back not out hard there. to do. Yeah, just come on up to Cleveland. Let me know if you're coming, and we'll we'll take you around. We'll give you the tour. <laughs> hey, definitely. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you is, you kind of mentioned on your podcast about like running into like individuals or things like that um, when you do some of these explorations. Do you ever run into uh, like wild animals or anything that are a danger? I have not yet. I think the only time we ever ran into an animal, and we didn't really, it, it wasn't like a one-on-one, like face-to-face kind of thing. We were, again, at that Crescent Prison. This was in the middle of, you know, central Pennsylvania, the woods. Uh, and we were, we were heading up this long driveway at 6.30 in the morning. It was still, the light was still coming up, and there was a giant black bear. Oh, God. <laughs> up ahead that just kind of wandering. He, he didn't pay us any mind. He's just crossing the driveway. He didn't, even, he didn't even look at us, but um, that's probably as close as I've gotten to a while. Now. But I would say dogs. Dogs are probably your, your especially in an urban setting, you have a lot of, uh, a lot of strays, especially in the wintertime, that, that bunk down in the buildings. So you got to be careful about that. But um, I've never been attacked by any uh, if we hear barking, we usually take off. I, I had I had a dog come. Funny story. Uh, I, I, we were in Gary, Indiana, and uh, we were at 
um, a, an abandoned school. Actually, Michael Jackson's abandoned elementary school. Oh, really? Where he went to school. Yeah, and uh, we were we were heading towards the, the the front doors, and we hear the clicking of of you know dog claws on the on the inside, and these two these two pit bulls come busting out the door, a uh, male and a female. And uh, we're starting to change. Of course, we started running right away. We're like, we're out of here. Yeah. And these dogs were chasing us across the, the yard of this place, and they finally stopped. But uh, I had that happen. Uh, well, it turns out a good friend of mine that I met about a year or two later um, actually adopted the female dog. Really? And that's now her dog. Yeah, the dog that almost took my took a big chunk out of my rear end <laughs> is now her is now her pet dog, her watch dog at home that she rescued. So that's a funny story. Oh, that's so awesome. About a dog. <laughs> so, but yeah, Gary, Gary is well known for its dogs. You gotta be careful about dogs and Gary. Lots of strays. Yeah. Detroit we, too. We got out here. Like, um, I've explored a few of those old mining towns and I've run into bats. That's a big thing. And they leave you alone as long as you're not stupid. And then, but our big thing is like rattlesnakes, especially yeah. those old mining towns and stuff. If I would you, imagine if you step wrong or you put your hand somewhere and you're not watching, they'll strike and get you. So I was wondering if I, I'm, just... uh, we don't really have any, I don't think we have any poisonous snakes in, in this part of the state. Southern part of the state we have, we have copperheads, but up here in Cleveland, nothing. They're all real small snakes. They'll bite you, but you don't, you don't, nothing happens. You know, it just stings a well, little that, bit. That, um, that is uh that is fortunate for you guys that you don't have to worry about anything like that up there. <laughs> I'm worried about gators in uh, in New Orleans. That's what I'm worried about, especially at this amusement park that's you know now swamped over partially. I'm worried about alligators. Oh yeah, man, you're gonna. I can't imagine dealing with alligators. <laughs> oh no, there's like that. <laughs> Not something I'm used to having in, in the in the industrial north up here. <laughs> alligators. What was that movie Crawl or whatever where the all those alligators or crocodiles were attacking the people recently? Yeah. Yeah, don't um, don't run into that down there. I would, yeah. Well, between that and the, uh, there's a large uh, contingent of homeless uh, drug addicts in, in in that town that we have to look out for as well. Uh, I've been told that by locals. You got to be careful because there's huge like colonies. There's basically colonies in some of these buildings. You got to watch out because if you if you if you go into the wrong place at the wrong time, they're going to give you a hard time. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a, don't be running through. Don't be running through an abandoned building away from people trying to get your stuff i had ran into uh not some homeless people but um it's a funny story it was a a hookup place so (laughs) i was out on the far west side of salt lake and everyone kind of refers to it as the the dead zone there's nothing out there and there's this roadside that's hidden off of the main freeway that is great for birds of prey because it's just open fields right and so I'm going out there looking for crows, eagles, hawks, anything to shoot. And I get out there and I notice all these vehicles are parked on the side of this road where there usually is no one. And I'm like, what is going on? And they're all parked, you know, 100 feet to 200 feet away from each other. And I bypass them all and get to this little circle where I turn my car around and another car turns around with me. And a guy gets out of his car and I'm looking in my rearview mirror and he literally pulls out his privates and starts stroking in front of all these other people. And I'm like, what did I just walk into? Oh, God. And so, I haven't had that happen. Honestly, it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Yet. Knock on wood, because yeah. it's going to happen now. But yeah. um, 
So I hightail it. Yeah, I hightail it out of there and I get followed by another truck and I pull over in an area I think is safe and he pulls over next to me and gets oh. out with his shirt off and it's like chest hair and he's like coming up and come on dude no yeah. <laughs> then i run again and i finally get to the local police station and i go tell these two detectives this story because they're just sitting there outside this little substation i'm like hey i don't know if this is weird or not but i just came from this area and this happened to me and they're like oh yeah you were you walked in on a you know a closeted gay hookup place for some old men we're always down there breaking that up and i'm like oh okay wow <laughs> great <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that but i, I no, was in the wrong place at that that's not yeah right they assume you're there for more of the same yeah yeah and i'm like i'm no. here for photos and not those photos <laughs> right yeah we've had all kinds i've had all kinds of situations but never anything like that I've, I've dealt with some crazy things but that has not happened yet yet knock on wood yet um <laughs> You know, we'll see. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Inevitably, it's going to happen at some point. Statistically, it's going to happen. But Yeah, it's like, have you, you ever know. come across any dead bodies or decaying stuff on any of your adventures? Um, well, yes and no. Uh, have I have I walked full on onto a dead body? No. Ha have we been in a building that I think there was a dead body inside of? Yes. Um, we were exploring an old apartment building, old boarded up apartment building in Detroit, right along the Detroit River. Uh, just uh, just north of downtown, and uh, it's old 1950s style apartments, just just you know, uh, institutional, horrible apartments, uh, all all boarded up, very hot. It was like 95 degrees that day. Uh, we found an open door and we were going. In. It, it completely ransacked. There was nothing worth shooting. We were walking through the floor, just seeing if there's anything worth taking a look at, and there was nothing. But as we're walking uh, down the third floor of this building, it starts to smell like decay. Like, And you know what it smells like. If you've ever smelled a dead raccoon or a dead whatever, it just, it's, it's not pleasant at all. But as we kept walking, it got worse and worse and bigger and bigger. And there was no way this was a, a, just a dead animal. Like It was just that big of a smell. Like This just has to be a dead body. So before we would walk in on it, we left. We, we turned around and went. Cause it was like, almost to the point where we were like throwing up. It was that bad. Oh, I have a feeling had we gone a couple more, had we gone another door down or two doors down, we would have found a dead body. Yeah. Probably probably a homeless person that had died that spring, you know, before it got warm, died, never been found. Yeah. You know, I've, I've 95 heard... degree heat, you know, it's <laughs> probably not the best conditions. So I'm assuming we, we never went back to find out, but we did, we did, we did give Detroit PD a, a, an anonymous tip on it. So oh, hopefully, and... hopefully somebody went to go check on it. Yeah. Have you ever had any run-ins with the police when you're doing your um, adventures, or have you lucked out on that so far? Um, yeah, but never. The great thing about being a teacher and being an older guy is you're very, uh, you can be very um, disarming when the, when the cops do show up. Uh, we were in a steel mill in Weirton, West Virginia, right on the Ohio border, on the Ohio River. Like you could see the Ohio River from the steel mill. Um, we were exploring this place that we had been tipped off by a friend of ours. It was, you know, a pretty cool place to go. We were wandering around. Well, one of my friends had found uh, – he was in the office of this place. And it, it, was, it was in the process of being torn down. They were slowly starting to, to dismantle it. And, uh, you know, you could tell they were getting ready to, to scrap it down and, and, and tear it down. Um, but in the office of this place, uh, a friend of mine just has to go through everything and look at everything and explore everything. He's going through this office. He didn't realize it, but – uh, he was on camera in there. 
Oh no! Uh, the, the owner, the owner had put a camera for the reason that there were scrappers that were scrapping there at night, and they were leaving their tools in this office, and they were trying to catch these guys. So anytime the camera would go off or the you know, motion would be detected, it would send something to the cops, and the cops would come over and try to catch these guys. So of course they thought we were the scrappers. So we're we're exploring this steel mill. We come out of one of the buildings, and sure enough, there's this this big uh, local sheriff and his deputy, right. Like the typical big, big, strong sheriff and kind of like short, short squat, you know, deputy, <laughs> right, from yeah. West Virginia. And uh, they had a dog, big old, uh, I want to say it was a Doberman. Uh, and uh, at that point, you're just like, all right, we're coming. We're just going to talk to you. We're just going to walk towards you, hands, you know, you, we can, you can see him. We weren't going to run. There was nowhere to run. Yeah. And, and just stupid. And and uh, once they saw we had cameras, they, they calmed down and um, – they were the nicest guys. Like, you know, I, I did all the talking. I, they, they let me do the talking. I'm like, you know, we didn't know. We thought this was abandoned. And we played dumb. Um, you know, when you, when you see an old guy and they find out you're a teacher, that kind of that calms them down. They realize you're not there to dismantle anything or take anything or destroy anything. Um, that takes a lot of the heat off, especially if you're respectful to them. If you're respectful to the cops, that's that's ninety percent of your your solution right there. Yeah, I, just I, being respectful. I think you're so um, right. As long as you're respectful, you don't try and run and you don't try and lie or hide anything. Just be open yeah, and honest yeah. about it. You know, uh, and you 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 basically let them know. Look, we we don't want to cause any trouble for you guys. We, we know you have better things to do. We didn't realize this was off limits. You know, we'll leave. We'll go. Um, nine times out of ten, that gets you out of it. I've never had any problems. I've always been let off on the two times that it's happened. Um, but these guys basically said, you know, it's not up to us. It's up to the owner. The owner came by. He was this old grumpy guy. He's like, you know, this place is dangerous. We're like, yeah, yeah, we know. And, uh, but he let us go. Just let, he, he let, let us go. go. Said, don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. Don't come back. Don't, don't tell everybody about it. You know, <laughs> you know, we had like all these pictures of the place, you know, <laughs> I'm like, well, and I, we, we waited until months later when they had done most of the demo. So it wasn't, you know. Nobody was causing trouble from us anyway. Do you ever get worried about like an owner of a building seeing your photo on Instagram and then like reaching out to you and being like, how did you get on my property? Yes. And it has happened once or twice earlier on in the game when I didn't know what I was doing. Um, It was an orphanage in Ohio, an abandoned orphanage, right? This old, old, old building. Um, I got a, a message like the local, the locals got all mad. Like that's private property. They, they sent an email to the owner. The owner wrote me and the owner was real cool about it. The owner said, Hey, just do me a favor and take him down. And I did. Um, he wasn't going to press charges or anything. He's like, just, just, I don't want everybody else going there and causing trouble and starting fires. I'm like, I understand your point. And, uh, I took him down for him. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I, usually I'll sit on photos. If I think it's going to be an issue, I'll sit on them for a while. Like I have, I have stuff on file that I've never edited because, you know, I wanted to wait long enough where it was not a problem. Or if I knew they were going to tear a place down, I'll wait until they're done and then, and then edit them. Edit them. Put you them know, up. so that nobody cares, you know, so nobody gives me any trouble. But, uh, yeah. Gotcha. That's, but, uh, that's an interesting thing. I know I've seen a few uh, photographers out here. We have some rail yards and stuff that mm-hmm. people love to go do shooting in. 
and they'll post it on social media and then immediately they'll get like a union Pacific comment or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, Hey, we are now in contact with you. Why are you on our property? And I'm like, yeah, you guys gotta be. Yeah. All the rail cops are horrible oh. out here. We have Norfolk Southern and uh, CSX. Those guys are horrible. Oh yeah. You do not want to mess with those guys. Their cops are terrible. Nope. They're, they're, they don't, they don't want to listen to your story. <laughs> no, they don't give two shits. They're just like, Nope, nope you're on our property and we're taking you. There's a, there's a guy that does a YouTube channel and I think I'm trying to think of what his YouTube channel is called. Um, I'll have to send it to you later. And he literally films himself inside these union Pacific train cabs and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know how he's getting, he, he obviously hides his face and stuff, but I'm like, they're going to track you down and find you sooner or later. Well, it's all in how you present them. If you, pre- if you present them and you don't show your face and you're anonymous, they're going to have a, if you have an anonymous, you know, if you're, if you're in an email address, it's not tied to anything. Yeah, I guess you got a point there. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless they really want to go digging, is it really worth the money and the effort to find out to who, find this guy. who did a drone flight through your yard? You know, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, there might be somebody. That I, guess, would be like I, guess, I guess that depends on who you get, what investigator you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I know I, I'm i always like into that drone photography too. And I've seen a bunch of people getting like not totally harassed, but like problems with the FAA and stuff. Like, oh, you don't have the right license. You need to get this and all that. So... Yeah, there's always somebody. There's always somebody got to get paid. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Yeah. Well, hey, Mr. P, I want to say thank you for coming on and sharing some of your uh, stories with me and how you kind of got into this um, abandoned urban photography. <coughs> um, Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And you guys go check him out. He's on Instagram, uh, Vero, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, is it, It's just Mr. P on all those or... Mr. P explores, yeah. Uh, on Instagram, I believe is a is an underscore after the P instead of a dot. But that's it. That's pretty much it. He's got um, his logo is like you got like a beard, right? It's like a yep, yep. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's a really cool um, logo. Yeah, I just I, I I was just touring around with it one night, and that's what we came up with. So I was like, yeah, this will work. <laughs> well, dude, that is super awesome. You guys go check him out. He's super talented. And thank you again for coming on. And I wish you the best and have fun down there in New Orleans when you get going. Absolutely. On you guys have fun in Georgia, and uh, hopefully we'll get out to Utah one of these days. Yeah, and same. And I, with you guys. I'd love to get up to Ohio and see you. Yeah, come on out. We'll, come on out. We'll do it. All right, man. I will talk to you a little later. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, man. Take care. You too.